everybody. Hi. Welcome back. We're so happy to have you back after three weeks of Italy. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, but we hope that you enjoyed it. Because we did. Yeah, Italy was really <laughs> great. We liked talking about it, too. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be moving a little bit north of Italy this week. Yep, but staying in Europe. Yep, we're jumping over Switzerland <laughs> and landing <laughs> in Germany. Yay! Specifically in Frankfurt. Yay. You know what Frankfurt is famous for? No. Frankfurters. Oh, hot dogs. Hot dogs, yes. yeah. <laughs> Here's something uh, interesting, though, about uh, about Frankfurters and, and sausage in general, though, in Frankfurt. The sausages there are actually the worst. I think that's supposed to be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like bratwurst? Yes. Okay. Like... <laughs> Let's go, Lundbergs. We have the world to see with your hosts, Mike and Haley. For travel advice you've never heard, let's go, Lundbergs. I'm sorry, I'm so slow, and I didn't pick up on that joke. That's fine. <laughs> Not a problem at all. <laughs> I also am feeling really bad. Mike is super sick today, and I made him still record today's episode. I'm so he's a trooper. I'm okay. I hope that I don't sound too awful. No, you just are sad. No, I'm fine. I'm just so <laughs> sad for you. <laughs> Thank you. You've taken care of me well today. <sighs> anyway, um, so to start off this week's episode, because we haven't had an interview the last couple episodes, we're going to jump right into an interview with our friend Sonia um, and her husband Cam. And she is originally from Frankfurt. And uh, here's that interview. Enjoy. My name is Zonia Poulter. I am married to Cam, who is your friend. <laughs> um, I came to live in the U.S. in 2010 to pursue a master's and doctorate degree. And before that, I lived in Frankfurt, Germany, for um, all of my studies. I moved there in 2003, but my family lives just about 20 minutes north of there. So I grew up um, just in the suburbs of Frankfurt. And then when I went to school, I actually lived there. Very cool. And does your family still live in Germany then? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. That's far, though. They live yeah. in a little town. <laughs> yes, it is far. <laughs> they live in a cute little town called Carbon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They have about 30,000 people living there. Oh, wow. Okay. Neat. That's fun. So we basically know very little about frankfurt so um okay we're just going to start off with a really basic question but if someone had mm -hmm. like limited time in the city or they're visiting for the first time what are some of the highlights like what, what do you suggest people see or do while they're in frankfurt so frankfurt is not like Berlin or munich you know where you have all the sites that mm -hmm. <laughs> people travel to germany for yeah i obviously think that frankfurt is the coolest of them all <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was pretty heavily bombed during World War II, so there, a lot of the ancient stuff isn't there anymore. But one of the big highlights actually is the town square mm -hmm. called Römert, um, which is just um, like the, the court and the civil, uh, how do you call that, civil place where people get married there and there's a little fountain in the middle. City Hall, that's yeah. the word. Okay. And um, that's on the one side and then on the other side, just looking at us are really 
beautiful old Frankfurt um, homes. Um, and at that same place, there's a big cathedral called the Frankfurt Dome that's worth looking at. Oh, cool. And um, that um, little plaza, that's actually not so little, <laughs> is right by the river, you know, the river Main, uh-huh. and the cool bridge going over the river. It's called Eisenersteg, and lovers go, and they put a little lock on it right there in the middle of the key and the river. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> so it's, it's a cute thing to do. And if you go over that bridge and towards the middle, you have a really nice view of the skyline, because Frankfurt is really the only city in in Germany or maybe in Europe that has a skyline that has some skyscrapers and mm. high-rise buildings and um, that's it's kind of their they call it Manhattan. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so that that's definitely a go-to and then you can if you have a couple hours you can walk along that river towards the south and take a ride there and you can see the opera house the new opera house and there's a little park that you can go through um, and you pass um, one of the highest skyscrapers called the Helabach, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you pay 12 euro, and you can take a you can take an elevator up, and you can go and see all over Frankfurt. Kind of cool. That's cool. And yeah, it's really cool. And there's a cafe up there, and I think there's a really fancy restaurant <laughs> up there too. And the weather is nice. It's a it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. And then you can keep walking through that little park, and you'll find the old opera house it's called uh the alte oper mm-hmm. and that's that's maybe my favorite place because <laughs> it's a concert hall and i'm a musician yeah. and um it's just people hang out there and they you'll see people just sitting there reading their newspaper or people watch or just be there there's really cool lanterns and it's a it's a nice place cool. and then you can um keep going it's just kind of a big circle mm-hmm. and there's a little um street called frescas mm-hmm. <laughs> which means um little eating street i guess oh. but it's kind of a derogatory term oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was like oh that I was sounds, like, that so sounds awesome <laughs> yeah it, 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 it and you can say it you could even say it in church but it's not it's, <laughs> it's not a it's a little bit derogatory but it's a it's a little street with with little you know, bars and cafes mm-hmm. and restaurants, and um, sometimes there's um, like a food festival there oh, a couple cool. times a year. When Cam and I were there just last time in May, there was a big food festival, and you could buy food from what we had from all over, really. That's cool. Yeah, That's right up our alley. Yeah. We love stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can really there's it's such a with all the immigrants in Europe right now. Uh-huh. Um, food is international there. Yeah. Like really, you, you have a lot of um, Eastern European food and Turkish food. There's a lot of Turkish food, but you won't really find Mexican food. <laughs> That's a Utah thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Keep going along the Frenchman um, Plaza called Hauptwache. Uh-huh. And um, Cam's favorite thing is the gummy store there. Oh. <laughs> there's a little, there's a candy store there. It's called Gummibärchenladen or something along those lines. And you can buy the best gummies there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, if you continue, there's a big shopping called okay. Z-E-I-L. Okay. And um, it's like an oversized strip mall, I guess. Oh, uh-huh. It's like 
you've got all you've got all the department stores and little boutiques and um, bigger stores. So it's if you buy clothes, you go there. Yeah. If you buy shoes, you go there. That's kind of the main part. Okay. That's the city center, I guess. Mm-hmm. And there's a big mall called Maitsail that has the longest elevator in Europe. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My Tsai. Escalator, not elevator, escalator. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It goes over, I think, five stories or something. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Wow. That's amazing. And then there's a call, uh, a store called Esprit. And if you take the road there and you just go straight, then you get back to Römerplatz. Oh. So that, that walk would take maybe an hour or two. Oh, okay. And you can see all the cool things. That's, that's so good to know because sometimes, <laughs> like, I get... I get overwhelmed. I'm like, this place is too big. I there's no way for me to see all of it, or it's too spread out, or it's yeah, like just not realistic to do in a day or even a couple hours. But that's that's really nice that everything's close and central. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, okay, uh, next question. Talk to us about local transportation there. Like, would you need to rent a car, or is the metro system? Or bus system is there is there public transit that's worth taking instead of a car? Definitely, um, I, I wouldn't even bother renting a car because oh. pr- public transportation is so good. Oh, awesome! If you come from the airport, you, there's there's different um, systems. There's the like the above ground mm-hmm. uh, train and the underground train, and there's streetcars and there's buses. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> the great. Ubers and everything. So. Yeah. Um, I didn't even I didn't even have a car when I lived there. I had a bike. Oh. <laughs> Everything's closed. People bike everywhere or they have a pass. Okay. And it's really it's easy and inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing we found about Europe is usually you can get anywhere you need to without a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, especially as a tourist. Yeah. Yes. So you mentioned uh, a little bit food earlier. What are mm-hmm. some of the can't miss foods if you're visiting Germany? I'm assuming sausages, but like, what, what what's really good to eat there? Yeah, people say sausages, and I guess that's true. I just never; it's just not something that my family would eat a lot. But okay. um, now that I he- I'm here and I eat the sausage here, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I um, you know, I. Eating out um, as a German is not really a thing. You don't eat out a lot. People cook at home and and stuff. And I guess if you if you live in Frankfurt and you're like a business person, there's places where you can grab stuff. But what I want to eat when I'm home is like the bakery stuff. There's a bakery literally on every corner. Oh, that's great. And um, you can. Like they they have the best stuff. <laughs> they have all the good breads and the rolls and uh-huh. um, pastries, and then they have like, I guess you would call it sandwiches, but they're mm-hmm. like, like we would call them artesian bread oh, kind of things, yeah. and with salamis and cheeses, and it's all very clean and it's very yummy. So yeah. that's that's the thing, and you can literally find that on every corner. <laughs> that is great. That is another thing that I feel like Europe does infinitely better than America is bakeries in general. Yes. Like yes. any kind of bakery is always going to be better in Europe. Well, I sure think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are actually, um, like along that route that I told you, there are actually yeah. a couple fun restaurants. There are a couple at the Römerplatz. There's a very famous German restaurant that I've never been to that people talk about. <laughs> um, and then um, 
if if people were interested, there's a very famous African restaurant actually just oh. also along the route where you sit in the sand and eat with wow. your fingers. Wow. That that was that was a cool thing. Yeah. We did on like a group thing one time. Uh-huh. Um and then there's a restaurant chain that you can find all, all over Europe, I guess or maybe just Germany, I don't know. It's called Vapiano. Okay. And it's an Italian restaurant and it's it's kind of fun because you just you, you pick up a tray and you go to a station and you you watch them make your pasta or your pizza or your salad. Oh, cool. And it's kind of a hip place. People like to go there. Yeah. Um, along that Freskas, yeah, I mean, you, you can pick any restaurant <laughs> that you want and you can get everything from Thai to Indian to Chinese. And um, you can even probably find an American diner there. <laughs> um but fast food is not really a thing. You'll find fast food restaurants once in a while, but yeah. not, um, not a lot, yeah. luckily. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> um, I know. Um, but what's different that it really is that you go, like you go to a restaurant and that's the one in a kind restaurant. Whereas yeah. here, you know, you go to the cheesecake factory. Oh, there's one Salt Lake and there's one Fashion Place Mall. Right, or you right. go to Olive Garden. Yeah, but which one? Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Um, ch- chains aren't really a thing, other than Vapiano, I guess. That's yeah. as American as it gets. Right. Um, but and I would always suggest any Italian restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. it'll always be fantastic. Italian oh. restaurants in Germany are fabulous. Oh. Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> and then there's there's one thing I almost forgot about that Cam just reminded me of. Um, Turkish food. Yeah. <laughs> Turkish food. It's never a restaurant. It's always like um like an imbiss or a deli kind of okay. thing, but it's um they have uh, they have this meat. It's either like I don't know, like a mix of lamb and beef or mm-hmm. chicken or something, and it's on a big um, stick that mm-hmm. gets grilled and they shave it off and they put it in a pita bread with some slaw and tomatoes and hot sauce and mm-hmm. yogurt sauce. That is that's a must actually you have yeah. to you have to eat that and you'll you'll find those places everywhere too it's called duna okay it seems like lots of different cultures do the put this big slab of meat on a stick and yeah cook it and then slice it off and put it in a either a tortilla or a pita but it's yeah. always delicious yeah. <laughs> yep yep <laughs> okay um let's see next question oh if you're um so if you're a tourist in frankfurt what are some of the like, are there free or cheap things that most people don't know about? Or are there, like, tips and tricks that you know for saving money if you're visiting the city? I mean, eat, not eating out is helpful. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the sites, usually, like, if you go into the churches, yeah. or um, um, those are usually free. You oh, don't have cool. to, like, just looking at stuff usually is free. Cool. Um there's a few museums, I guess, that are, are cheap and interesting, mm-hmm. but if you only have a, a few hours, I don't I don't think that it would cost a lot of looking for cheap things. I, I can't really think of things because yeah. things generally aren't as expensive. Okay, that's great then. Very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before uh, before we got on the phone with you, I pulled up the Wikipedia page for Frankfurt. Because we really don't Uh-oh. know anything. We know it's in Germany, and that's about it. Don't ask me. Don't ask me history questions. Oh, I won't. I won't. 
Oh, I know one thing. 1948, the German Constitution was signed in Frankfurt. Oh, really? Oh. That's cool. That is yeah. cool. It's like the Philadelphia of Germany. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's neat. <laughs> Well, one thing I'd noticed on the Wikipedia page, though, is it looks like there's a ton of museums in Frankfurt. Yes, there is. And that, so that mine river, yeah, um, you know, that bridge that I told you about on the other side, and all of the buildings or every other building is a museum there. Wow. That's and they've got, yeah, they've got art galleries, and um, one of the famous art museums there is the Stegel, and uh -huh. then they have... Um, you know, natural history and science museums, and there's a famous post museum there. Oh, cool. So when you're in elementary school, you go to all of these. <laughs> and then when you live there, you don't anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. Anytime it's in your backyard, it's not, it becomes less of a priority for you. <laughs> we yeah. know how that goes. <laughs> there's actually um, a, a museum that's quite famous that's not there. It's called the Senckenberg Museum. And that's like a natural history museum, and they have all sorts of dinosaurs and oh, cool. um, like things like that. That's that's really quite a famous museum there. Yeah, Zinkenbeck Museum. Okay, that that one sounds interesting too. Yeah, yeah. It looked like there were a lot of um, maybe not a lot, but it looked like there were a few festivals that are kind of like centered around the museums. Like they do a like a night of the museum type thing. Yeah, Museums Ufa Fest. Yeah, and there's um, there's grass areas where people set up tents and um, oh. have parties and stuff around those museums. That's yeah, cool. they do. Um, another thing they do, along with the night of the museums, is they do the night of churches, <laughs> oh. where all the churches are open at night and there's concerts everywhere. Oh, cool! That would be really interesting. Are there any like maybe lesser known, like kind of not quite so touristy things that people could see or do there, like that uh, maybe are more off the beaten path? Well, a few things that I can think of um, that I like to do or we like to do as friends. Um, we like to go for runs or bike rides along the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you, um, if you go north on the, oh, dear, I want to say on the east, side of the river i'm not exactly sure on the side where the museums are okay there's a little um do you know the little um the thing that you stand on what we call them it's you know you've got a statue of oh, yeah, like, a, like a pedestal it's exactly so yeah. they have a pedestal there without a statue <laughs> and it says ich which means i and oh. so it's really fun to go there and you stand on the pedestal and you take all sorts of funny pictures with yourself <laughs> as a statue. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is funny. <laughs> it's, we love that. I've got hundreds of pictures <laughs> from that's our little cool. place. It's really, and it's like, it's surrounded by trees and bushes and it's quite picturesque. Yeah. And then um, a little part of town called Sachsenhausen, that's actually where I live. Okay. There's a huge forest, mm -hmm. huge. When you fly into Frankfurt, you see that. Oh, cool. And there's um, a big tower called the Goethe Tower. Mm -hmm. And I think it's about, I don't know, 40 or 50 meters high. And it's all constructed from wood. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you can, you can take those stairs and hang out up there and also see the city. But you see it with forest. Yeah. And there's a big um, playground around there for kids and I that that's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, 
uh, things off the beaten path. I would think that there's some some really cool parks. Palmen Garden mm -hmm. is like um, um, it's like a, a I, I guess it's a paid park with mm -hmm. like similar to like Thanksgiving Point or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. they have cool flowers and they have like greenhouses and a little pond and you can rent a boat and and do that. Or you can go visit the university campus, one of the university campuses. Okay. It's um, actually called the IG Farbenhaus, and um, it's, its history is that they used to make the gas <laughs> there for World War II oh. for the concentration camps. Oh, it's not a university campus. Yeah. It's really kind of a cool building, though. Yeah. And um, that's, that's kind of cool to see. But as you can in and they have elevators that go non-stop they don't have doors they just go up and down oh. <laughs> and you can go in and then you know you go to the top floor and it doesn't stop it just goes around and you can go down again oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> so if you have kids that's really a lot of fun to do. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah never-ending elevator ride that would be fun yeah, yeah. no <laughs> doors no buttons yeah it's called a patarosta I'll never remember that, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we could find it later. <laughs> well, I won't remember how to say it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I think um, there's just cool neighborhoods, especially yeah. in the West. There's really nice old villas that are fun to walk around. And, oh, cool, yeah. Um, it's called West End or Bockenheim. Mm -hmm. And then Sachsenhausen, that's a really cool neighborhood, too. With very typical Frankfurt architecture, and um, you'll you'll see people out on the streets always. There's always people in the streets. That's and then, I don't know if this is part of your question, but um, should you ask me when the best time to go is? Yeah, yeah. Is always during the soccer World Cup. Oh, <laughs> <bet>. <laughs> or the Euro Cup. <laughs> that um, would be fun. That it's a religion there. Yeah. Soccer is yeah. a religion there. And it is so fun. You'll see, you can watch the matches, the games everywhere. That's they have neat. like, they have huge, they set up like a huge cinema up on the river, on like a floating <laughs> thing, a floating cinema. And the entire city is out cheering for their team. Oh my gosh. That's, so, that's awesome. And that's when you see the flag and mm -hmm. people wearing, you know, jackets. <laughs> <laughs> that's neat <laughs> that's really cool yeah that would be that would be an experience I'm it would sure. be yeah yeah there's a couple cool surrounding cities you know you, you may have heard of heidelberg or darmstadt and um, there's some cool um castles around that you can see but that would be a little further away from frankfurt obviously yeah that makes sense and that actually leads me to my next question getting to other parts of the country I mean, obviously you can do it. Is it best to fly there? Are there good trains? How how would you how feasible is it to get to other parts of the country? It's really quick. Cool. Um, so to go from the very south to the very north, I think takes you probably eight hours. Okay. It's not you know by car. Yeah. You can get um you can get everywhere by train. Trains okay. like the fast trains are kind of expensive. Yeah. Um. But I think there's something called like a um, Eurotrail pass or something where you just buy one pass and then you can take any train everywhere. Um, so I would always recommend the trains, especially because you see so much of the countryside. Oh, yeah. Um, you can fly everywhere as well. 
um, and it's it's fairly inexpensive. But um, the like especially the the very cheap fares, mm-hmm. you know, you you can get like one time I flew to London from Frankfurt and I paid fifty dollars round trip, oh, fifty wow. euro round trip. Um, (laughs) but then you have to pay extra for luggage and you have to pay extra if you use a credit card and you have to pay extra, you know, you know what I mean? So you kind of have to know your way around. So I would recommend the train really. It's pretty fast and it's easy and it's like, you can, you can take a train and go to, you can take a train and go to London. There's a tunnel. (laughs) So you can, you can take trains everywhere in Europe. Um, and it's comfortable, and, and you'll see a lot of the countryside. There's also buses that go everywhere okay. that are very inexpensive, but that takes a lot longer. Yeah. And it's a lot more uncomfortable. Yeah, and, <laughs> I mean, obviously, if um, rental cars are convenient, especially because it's so fun to drive on the Autobahn, you know? Yeah. There's no <laughs> speed limits. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. If if Americans are competent enough to drive on the Audubon. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> not all parts, not all parts are um, without a speed limit, but yeah. enough are. Yeah. We had when we were there last um, and we had a rental car, we had like we wanted to save money and we had the smallest rental car ever. <laughs> I think smaller than any car you could get here. Oh wow! <laughs> and we got it all the way to a hundred and what was it, a hundred and sixty or a hundred and eighty? K- k- oh my kilometer. gosh! No, no, this is kilometers. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that that's got to be kilometers. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be still maybe a hundred or a hundred and ten. Yeah, so. that's still fast. <laughs> it's it's fast. It's fun. Yeah, and it's pretty safe, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. People are smart drivers. And um, if you stay in the left lane, you can go fast, and it just gets progressively slower towards yeah. the right. Okay. Okay. So people in Germany know to move over, unlike in Utah. <laughs> yes. <then>. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So here's the question that I like to ask most of our guests. What's something that you would like Americans to know just – in general, maybe about Frankfurt or Germany, and this is like an opportunity for you to maybe complain if you want. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I think um, I-, I guess that's common courtesy, but um, like if you go to a place to e- accept the culture and take the culture for what it is, yeah. rather than um, exposing the American culture there you know what I mean yeah Yeah. like that includes maybe um you know maybe not talking to everybody (laughs) 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 and telling them you know where they're from and um where they're here and how old they are and how many children they have (laughs) the Germans Germans are just a little bit more private they're very friendly but they're more private yeah and um you know if somebody comes and just talks to them which is totally acceptable here yeah they, th- it kind of turns them off a little bit. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. So kind of when um, in Germany do as the Germans do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that I, I think that's one thing. Um, when I traveled there with um, the Tabernacle Choir mm-hmm. just last year, or the year before last year, I should say, um, they would always say, it's not bad, it's just different. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's everything smaller there. Yeah. You know, even your hotel room's got to be smaller, mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of people. Quite annoying, but it's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's no smoking <laughs> inside buildings, but I think that's something people need to be prepared of that people smoke there. Yeah. And um, oh, and you pay. You have to pay when you use a restroom. <laughs> Yes, that's a good thing. No, yeah, it's it's like it's not inexpensive either. Yeah. Oh gosh. (laughs) But like I remember people complaining about that, and that just nobody wants to have visitors that complain about stuff, you know? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's perfect. Well, Sonia, thank you so much. This has been so fun, and really, we didn't we didn't know very much about Frankfurt or Ger- Germany in general. So this has been really, really awesome. Well, great. Now go there. Yeah, we will, there and we'll go. we'll let you know when we go, and we'll we'll get flights together, and you can be our tour guide because all right, we still don't know enough. <laughs> all right, perfect. She's great. Yeah. Su- <laughs> such a fun interview. Yeah. She's super nice. And again, like I always say, I love it when we have people with accents because <laughs> it makes us sound legit. Yep. We're just lucky when we have friends that have accents. Yeah. It makes us feel really special. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've been looking at things you can do in Frankfurt, um, some of the kind of the must-see sites, and uh, wanted to start off by talking about uh, the Frankfurt Cathedral which is called the Cathedral of St. Bartholomew. Uh, it's the largest cathedral and church in, um, in Germany, and, or sorry, not in Germany, in Frankfurt. And uh, the interesting thing about it, too, is that it's not technically a cathedral. Do you know hmm. what makes a cathedral a cathedral? Uh, no. It has a bishop. Oh, okay. The, and apparently the Cathedral of St. Bartholomew does not have a bishop, so I don't hmm. know why they call it a cathedral. Okay. But Somebody smarter than us figure that out yeah but it's a beautiful cathedral um it's uh, historic it's um for over 300 years it served as the site of the coronation for the holy roman emperors oh which was a big deal back in the day yeah the holy roman emperor um it costs uh so you can go up to the top uh to get a good view of the city and if you do that it's three euros to get up to the top which is great yeah That's... not a bad price at all yeah um uh, some other interesting facts about this this cathedral. Um, not only were the Holy Roman Emperors crowned there, but from 50, from 1356 onward, uh, the emperors were elected. Which I always thought it was interesting that you could elect the emperor. I don't know anything about history. It's because and... the Holy Roman Empire <laughs> consisted of many countries. Right. And so, you know, all these countries, and I might be making this up, I don't know. Eh, I'm, I'm okay with they'd that. they'd get together to elect the Holy Roman Empire. Oh. basically okay yeah so anyway they were elected as uh, collegiate uh, as in this collegiate church as kings in germany and from 1562 to 1792 the emperors elect were crowned there that's cool yeah that's really cool um and i was looking at pictures of the view from the top of the cathedral of saint bartholomew and it looks beautiful um probably I would say definitely worth three euros to, to climb up to the top. It doesn't look like there's an elevator, though, so it is mm-hmm. it is a climbing 
situation, but. Ooh, I think I know why it's called the cathedral. I think I found it. Why? So it's called the Kaiser Dome in in German, which I think is an awesome name. It sounds like (laughs) there's going to be a fight between German Kaisers in in the Kaiser Dome. (laughs) Um, But that means the, uh, like the emperor's church. So I guess since it, oh. it doesn't have the throne of the bishop there, it has the throne of the, the emperor. emperor, basically. Hmm. But not anymore. But it's still a yeah. cathedral. There okay. We go. Interesting. <laughs> That's cool. Um, one other place that Sonia talked about in our interview with her, she talked about um, Romer. I'm not saying it like a real German would. They would probably be rolling their R's and say it much fancier than I am. But it's it's basically this um, square, kind of an open square with medie- medieval buildings all around you. Um, from the pictures, it looks it looks like a Bavarian village to me. I don't know. I haven't been to Germany, but th- this is what me as a lay person would think a Bavarian village looks like. I did look it up and Frankfurt is technically not in Bavaria. It's like just outside That's Bavaria. That's what I thought. <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it's still, it's a really cool, um, cool kind of place. There's, you know, lots of places to eat, lots of shopping. Um, but really the, the ancient or the medieval architecture is kind of what you're there for. It's, that's really the highlight of, of the space mm-hmm. so okay great <laughs> <laughs> nothing else to say about romer it sounds really it looks really cool <laughs> it looks like a great place to like people watch mm-hmm. speaking of people watching another great place klein Markthalle. <laughs> <laughs> i've also decided that i'm looking at the list of other places we're going to talk about mike is definitely going to pronounce all of them for me Romer, I can handle. Well, I, that I one has five I, letters. I know I didn't get Klein Marktal correct, but... Uh, I, that's probably right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's basically, it's it's a, an indoor market hall, um, and uh, it describes itself as a culinary paradise beyond compare. Yes. And I've been, look, yes. Yeah, I've been looking at pictures of it online, and like the produce sections look amazing. Um there's also some fantastic-looking breads and cheeses. Great. Um, but yeah, it's basically just this uh, this market, and uh, you can go, and it's obviously free to walk around and visit, but if you're going to buy anything, then, of course, you would have to you're you know, paying for that. shell out your euros yeah. for them. But again, it's just a, it would be a good place to kind of people watch, live like a local, see what see where the locals shop and yeah. how they live. And eat, eat local things, Yeah, I think. That yeah. would probably be super authentic. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, and then um, one other place in Frankfurt that we came across, it's called Museum Sufer. It's a surfing museum. It's not a surfing museum. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of like the Smithsonian Complex in Washington, D.C. So there's museums. It's, it's basically a complex of museums. Um, I think there's close to like 15 museums in this, in this little area. Um, there's museums on both sides of the river and there is seriously something for everybody. Like they have, they're not massive museums, but there's a museum on modern art. There's one on German film. There's one on communications. There's a sculpture museum. There's a religious icons museum. There's a furniture museum. There's a museum about the history of the city of Frankfurt. It's, um, and that's obviously not everything they have there, but, um, that's just kind of a taste. Really, there's something any interest that you have they probably have 
a museum on it in this little area. Underwater basket weaving. Probably somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. I didn't come across that one, but I bet they would have something on it. Probably some sort of like craft-related museum, right? Yeah. That actually might be in like the furniture museum. Oh, like like there's a wicker section, yeah. basically. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they have a wicker man? No. Like a area dedicated to bad Nicolas Cage movies? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on, but continue on the subject of museums. Um, one museum in the in the surfer museum area. <laughs> museum Sufer. Museum Sufer um, is the Stadel Museum. <laughs> and that, that museum is made out of clay. No. Stadel, Stadel, Stadel. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, it's not. I'm I'm kidding. Um, no, it's uh, it's an art museum, and it is uh, has one of the most important collections in Germany. Uh, it's not free, but uh, it is 14 euros per person uh, during the week, 16 on weekends. But if you have a big family there, you can get in for 24 euros, which is a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's like, great. I wonder what constitutes a family. Like, could I say that you and I are a family, and yes. so we would get like a four buck discounts <laughs> I don't or know. four euro discounts for know. getting in Pro i i don't know anyway just something to think about um but uh, it houses art from that dates back to the 14th century all the way through the present day so lots of different uh, options for uh, periods of art for pretty much all the art buffs out there yeah and i think it's one of the bigger museums in museum super um i'm i mean based on the number of um, works they have there. I have to think it's one of the bigger ones. They have a collection of 2,700 paintings uh, and a collection of 100,000 drawings and prints, as well as 600 sculptures. Wow, that's great. Very cool. So quite a lot. Yeah. Um, another place in Frankfurt that um, should be on your to-do list, it's called, it's called Palmengarten. That one wasn't as bad to pronounce as I thought it was going to be because <laughs> it kind of looks like English. Um, but as as you probably can deduce, it's a botanical garden. Um, it's more than 50 acres of tropical trees and orchards and ferns. Um, it's indoor um, and it sounds heavenly. I'm I'm kind of a, a plant fan and so I think that this would be high up on my list of things to see, places to go in Frankfurt. You know, I'd, I had never been to a botanical garden until I went to the one in D.C., and I actually I enjoyed it. I didn't expect to, but it's neat. Yeah, it was cool. To, to walk around and see all these different kind of cool, crazy plants. It's it's worth it, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, another thing, uh, the main tower. Um, that's a very creatively named uh, <laughs> tower. It's the main <laughs> Excuse me. It's the main tower. Um, but it is the, uh, one of the highest buildings in Frankfurt. It's a skyscraper, and uh, so you, you can climb to the top of it. Uh, it's 200 meters high, and don't ask me what that is in feet because <laughs> I sure don't know. Probably around 600 feet, I guess. I don't know. I think there's like about three or three feet to a meter. It's about a yard, right? I don't know. Maybe. We'll s sure. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, you take an elevator for the first 190 meters, and then uh, you walk the last 10 meters up, uh, and it just gives you great views of the city, um, probably from a different angle, I would say, than uh, 
than the uh, than the cathedral does. But yeah, um, so that's worth it, and it's about seven and a half euros to. Yeah. The, to get up to the top of the main tower. And the main tower was like the number one <clears throat> recommended um, like site to see in Frankfurt. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. People said it's totally worth it. It's it's beautiful. Um, if you go, it sounded like Sunday afternoons, it's pretty dead. Um, couldn't tell you why. <laughs> but it's a lot of people were saying Sunday afternoons are a great time to go. Right before sunset sounds like it also would be really great. Hmm. Um, but yeah, people said totally worth it. Um, worth the cost. I mean, it's only seven and a half euros. That's, that's like, I feel like that's nothing compared to some of what, some of what we've paid other places in Europe. Yeah. Like Paris and Rome were expensive, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that one sounds really great. Yeah. And then, um, jumping into getting around the city, um, so it sounds like they've got a pretty good public transit system. Um, a full day pass for unlimited public transit is five thirty-five, five euros and thirty-five cents. Mini euros. Mini euros. I don't know what's smaller <laughs> than a euro. Five point three five euros per day, um, which is awesome. That's that's really cheap um, as far as public transit goes. And then you can also purchase tickets on your phone. Um, and use your phone as your pass so you don't have to, um, you know, keep track of a, of a physical card, which is nice. So. I believe that the, the lesser denomination of euro is a cent, just like oh, the United States. Great. So Five euros and 35 cents. Yes. So there you, now you know. <laughs> we're, we're teaching you things. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's time for your favorite part of the show. Yay! Mike's Reading Corner. Mike's Reading Corner! Every time I get it right, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Before we even started recording, Mike was like, what is it called? You have it written wrong on the thing. It's like, you should just know, but it's fine. We changed it on the notes so he knew what mm -hmm. it was called this time. And moving forward, I really, really, truly am going to be better. Or I'm just going to put something that is totally brand new that we've never used before and see if you catch on. mess with me. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, have you heard of the Rothschilds? Yes. What do you know about the Rothschilds? Nothing. Well. I've, I know of them. You should probably read this book then. <laughs> Great. The House of Rothschild. It's actually a multi-volume book. Okay. House of Rothschild, volume one. So the Rothschilds were a banking family and a banking dynasty in Europe, uh, starting in uh, in like the late 1700s, early 1800s. Okay. And it was a family that actually came out of the uh, Rothschild ghetto. Hmm. Um, that's uh, a Jewish family that got into <coughs> got into banking and became one of the most well-known uh, rich families in all of Europe. And so this book, The House of Rothschild, Volume 1, Money's Profits, by Niall Ferguson, uh, kind of tells their backstory and how they came to be. And if you get super interested in them, you can read the second volume as well, which goes uh, from the mid-1800s up to the present day. Hmm. So this one takes you just from 1798 to 1848, kind of the rise of the Rothschilds. And this is probably answered in the second book, but are they still a big deal today? I don't know anything about. I'm sure they're still very wealthy. I don't hmm. know what kind of 
banking involvement they have these days, but I'm sure yeah. that they have have enough inherited wealth yeah, and investments sense. to go on for many, many, many generations. That makes sense. I would guess. Cool. Um, another interesting thing about Frankfurt is uh, he wasn't from Frankfurt, but, an, but from a town just outside of Frankfurt, Johann Gutenberg. Oh. Does that name mean anything yeah. to you? Yeah, printing press. Yeah, the guy that invented <laughs> the printing press. That's cool. So one book that I came across that sounds interesting, it's a novel. It's kind of a historical fiction type book. It's called Gutenberg's Apprentice. And it's about... Uh, Not to be confused with the Sorcerer's Apprentice. No. Because that sounds or, the same. Or Darth Vader's Apprentice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's about uh, this... Uh, young man who was working in Paris as a scholar, not as a scholar, as a scribe, and gets uh, basically forced to return to Frankfurt his, by his family to become an apprentice to this guy named Johann Gutenberg, who's invented this thing called the printing press. Whoa. And it's kind of about his views of the clashes between Gutenberg and the Catholic Church and his desire to make the bible available to the masses which hmm. which the catholic church wasn't really super thrilled about yeah oddly yeah um but it sounds interesting and has good reviews on amazon so um that's gutenberg's apprentice by alex christie and then finally since we're talking about gutenberg um this is my history one great recommendation for everyone and this is called the lost gutenberg the astounding story of one book's 500 year odyssey it's by Margaret Leslie Davis. Now, one thing that I think most people know is that one of the rarest and most valuable books out there is the Gutenberg Bible. Yeah. Um, they've got one display on display at the Library of Congress. Um, there's only about 50 left in the world that people know of. And That's this, amazing. Yeah, I know, right? And this book, The Lost Gutenberg, tells the story of one of those Bibles and its travels throughout its 500-year lifetime, essentially. Um, starting out from, uh, you know, being printed by uh, uh, Johann Gutenberg, and then it was owned by some monks, uh, owned by an earl, owned by the Worcestershire Sauce King, which I didn't know was a what? thing. <laughs> um, it was owned by a nuclear physicist, and it's and today it lives in a steel vault in Tokyo. Weird. So it's been all over the world and owned by all these different people, and it just sounds interesting to me to kind of learn about, you know, the history of this book and who owned it and yeah. how it went from hand to hand. And yeah, that's fascinating. So there you go. Those are the books for this nice. week. I like those ones. I feel like I could handle all of those. <laughs> Sometimes Good I job. don't think that I could handle some of the some of them, but yeah. these ones all sound really interesting. And I just realized that I called this one my history one, but I guess the House of Rothschild is also a history one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> Anyway, that um, that concludes our show today. Thanks so much for listening. Um, we are excited for some upcoming episodes. We're hopefully going to jump back into the U.S. because we haven't done a U.S. episode yet this season, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, we really need to get on that and because there's lots of places in the U.S. that are awesome and we know people that live there or have lived there. So. Mm -hmm. We want to talk to you about it. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Sorry for my coughing and sniffles. <laughs> I hope that that didn't gross you out too Poor much. Poor baby. <laughs> so sad.
But we will see you next week. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Let's go, Lundbergs. (laughs) 